In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm your host, Tony Grubmeyer. As we sherpa our way up to the top of Success Mountain, we are joined by a really cool guy, somebody who pre-COVID was just another friend in the world of somebody that I knew on Facebook. And today, uh, we've got a chance to know each other a little bit better and somebody I think you're going to really enjoy He's a speaker, he's an entrepreneurial mentor, a, a personal brand expert, specializes in content marketing, sales, and transformational leadership. And he lives in my neighborhood pre-COVID. I didn't know him. We had over 300 some odd mutual friends. That just tells you that the people around you that you need to meet are like right in front of you, but I think you're looking for somebody to change your world outside of your neighborhood, and people in your neighborhood can change your life. He's somebody who's done that for me. Now, he believes the future of business centers on relationships, authentic connection. It's refreshing, and it's a really great approach that he has made like a whole career out of in life. And he, and he seeks this like in relationships, too. So something I want you to like zero in on today. So he's a sought-after mentor from today's top experts, thought leaders, and influencers. Please welcome to the show my dear friend. I'm really fortunate to be able to say that today, Nick Cavuto. Hey, Tony. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Excited to be here and contribute, man. This is amazing. Well, the same question, no matter if you were my mother, my wife, or my neighbor, uh, your definition of success, and then we'll journey up Success Mountain today. Mm, yeah, man. So my definition of success uh, really centers around the big idea of doing what you were created to do. Um, I think each and every person who finds themselves on this planet, uh, this inky blue dot, they all have a mandate from heaven that they have a very divine appointment. They have a reason of why they're here. And um, that's what my life really centers around. And that's the big idea that I hold on to. So that's the deal. Do what you're created to do. Wow. So anybody listening right now, just do me a huge favor and just pause before you form an opinion. All right. Because, you know, I have this really simple philosophy about life. I don't talk about people, places, and things that come to religion, come to spirituality, come to politics, come to theories. Nick and I talk about all of that stuff. That's what's cool about Nick and I. We just walk and talk in the morning. We get up between four and like six and we just take like a 45 minute walk, no agenda other than, hey man, let's just hang out and just get in some exercise. And it's really allowed me just to kind of stretch in some areas where I was kind of closed-minded, not necessarily from like wanting to get in confrontation, just more just to be open to we're looking up at the constellations and he's like, yeah, that's Venus. I'm like, that's Mars. And we're having a conversation. So I want to invite you to the conversation today and don't prejudge, but just go on that journey. And hopefully you'll feel like you got a workout in because we're just going to have a conversation today. I have zero. If you're watching the video, other than the, the kind of the brief bio that I ripped off 
there's nothing that I have. He answered the one question. So what we're going to really talk about is I want to know a little bit about your upbringing because, Mm -hmm. you know, to talk about kind of like why you were created, that's not the normal answer I, I get, right? Most answers I get are something like time freedom, you know, like I want to make a ton of money, but like I really want to be able to spend it with my family and da, 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 da. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing to get us to this point today. Give me the cliff notes, fast and furious version, like we're making, you know, diesel 10. Let me know that really quick and then <laughs> yeah. we'll rip from that. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I was born into a family. We are from New York and uh, my father actually was a drug dealer until he was 30. Um so you can imagine kind of how the story started for me. Now, thankfully, before my first brother was born, my dad had traded in that lifestyle and he actually became an entrepreneur. My grandfather owned five businesses. So my dad said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and part ways with, uh, you know, the kind of like the original entrepreneur. <laughs> it's what I like to call uh, in my dad's life. That's what it was. And uh, when he was 13 years old, he, um, you know, was hanging with friends who were older and you know, they tried to have him take drugs and he was afraid to do it. So he just basically acted really funny and they thought there was something, you know, that obviously a reaction to the drugs. And, uh, you know, he basically ended up realizing if they kept giving to these drugs to him, he could sell them and then make money. Dropped out of school in eighth grade and has an eighth grade education to this day. And, um, but the thing about my father that I realized um, that was really powerful was his level of perseverance to push through any situation, you know, his ability to choose his family first, you know, he traded in, you know, running all my father's grand, uh, grandfather's businesses, you know, making six figures in the, in the, in the early nineties to make $18,000 a year. So he could come to our, our baseball games, you know, and that to me is an extremely high level of integrity. So um, that's really the family unit that I, I grew up in. My father is, a, is an entrepreneur. My grandfather is an entrepreneur, over 100 years worth of entrepreneurship on my father's side. My mom is an entrepreneur still to this day. Uh, she has her own practice uh, in the medical profession. And um, she went back to school when we were kids. And so I just really watched, you know, two people trying to do their best with the cards that they had and uh, who also prioritize the things in life that I believe are really central. You know, they... They had a solid foundation, you know, with their belief systems. They had, you know, stories that were really tough that they overcame and um, they had belief systems that were really strong in what was possible for them. And so I shared the benefit of that. Cliff Downs version, last, you know, 60 seconds here that I'll go through, you know, uh, went to college, fouled out twice by 19. Um, I was doing drugs and alcohol. Um, just really, my life was a mess. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life, made a decision to give back and to just contribute and to just to help other people. And so I went in the nonprofit sector um, and I ended up uh, being part of a nonprofit that grew from a thousand members to 10,000 plus members uh, in five years. And I was really the central person who is on the leadership development side of that. A lot of opportunity, a lot of healing in my life in that, in that season, in addition to event marketing. And that's where I got really, really good. I've hosted over a thousand live events and uh, didn't realize how good I was at it marketing until I went into the startup world. And so I've worked with uh, five different startups, all of them growing by five plus million dollars in revenue from less than a year of me collaborating with them. And also was in Fortune 500. So I did Fortune 500, Microsoft, Pandora, Paychex. These are some of the brands that we collaborated with and uh, managed over a billion dollars worth of products. So uh, started an agency before I was 29 years old. Um, I had generated over a million dollars in income 
and really did that in the last, you know, three and a half years of that journey in my 20s. And I, I heard this principle, uh, in your 20s, you'll learn, in your 30s, you'll earn. And to me, that was my training ground. And so it was really awesome, man. It was a lot of fun, learned a lot, and just feel really, really blessed now to be here today and to really just stand alongside entrepreneurs who are growing their their business from you know, just getting started all the way up to, you know, three to $5 million a year, whether they're coaching, consulting, creators, uh, agency owners, wherever they're at. And that's where I'm at today. I really help unlock their message and their story so they can go give the greatest contribution to the planet that they can. So that's the heartbeat, man. A lot of stuff there. So in your twenties, you'll learn. Yeah. In your thirties, you'll earn. And in your forties, <laughs> and add on to it, you're going to yearn to become even more. Mm. Um, as I approach the other number that's after 40, one of the things that I've learned is the contribution piece like is really like at the top, right? And so I walk with you and anybody listening this morning, just, just know one thing. Like Nick has this really, really, really cool way of, of listening. A lot of entrepreneurs that I've met are so busy telling that they don't allow themselves to learn because <laughs> they know better. So what's cool about Nick and what I've, I've come to learn in a very short period of time is he really does. He, he does want to, he, like we did this video, like pastor entrepreneurs, and that's what Nick really wants to do. He just really wants to take kind of his love for people and really help people to unlock their story. And so when we get up in the morning and walk, we're both in the truck going, I don't want to go outside. It's cold. It's cold. And then we help each other to realize, yeah, but we can go outside and talk about the same conversation to actually get some exercise in. So the other piece that you mentioned was your grandfather's an entrepreneur, your father's an entrepreneur, your mother's an entrepreneur, and some beliefs had to change to help you become an entrepreneur too. What are some of your beliefs that you had to help yourself change going from corporate to going out on your own? Yeah. So one main thing um, was to not do things that I didn't want to do for people who didn't care. That's, that's the PG version. <laughs> but in reality, like that was really central. You know, um, I do recall a time in my life of where I was told no, you know, by someone who I looked up to, by somebody who I was ready to go um, and invest a lot of my time and go back to school and do all these different elements really in, in spiritual development. And I was told no you can't, you can't leave. And I'm not going to sign this piece of paper that you need in order for you to go. And so I kind of felt like someone put their sword in front of me and they're like, you're not going to leave here. And uh, to me, that was the ultimate injustice. Like you don't hold somebody back from what's possible for them. Uh, and that was a leader who I had in my life for seven years who I really respected. And he was like, no, I want you here. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just not how this is going to go down. <laughs> so one of my belief systems is really surrounding the big idea that like, when there's a level of personal conviction, when you when your intuition tells you this is something that is right for you, you get that internal prompting, you have to follow it and you have to trust it. And I think that's a bit of a spark in your life that can happen of, that will really start a massive shift. So when I was told no, uh, that's when things really started to shift for me. So that happened in multiple different ways. But the context where that started first in entrepreneurship was like, you know, I have to chart my own journey. I have to chart my own boat and I've got to just lean into it. So. All right. So now we know if we tell, you no, you're going to fight us and go do what you want. So how did it go right away when you decided to go out and do your own thing? Well, I mean, I think I've learned a lot. That was 10 years ago. Um, I think I've learned a lot since then. Uh, you know, wisdom waits. 
but also you cannot fight your intuition. It's one of those things where when your intuition tells you to do something, and again, it's like that gut feeling, right? It's that deeper feeling. It's not necessarily even logical. Some of the things are not logical, but there's a level of following what it tells you to do that I think most people end up losing really the uh, the ability to listen because there's a, a level of rejection of that of that intuition where it's go give that person money, go do this thing. You know, this is not a good relationship for you. I, I've heard it said in the business context, the minute that you know you need to fire someone, fire them. Because if you wait, typically they stay too long and they're earning just enough money to stick around and they're doing just enough work for you not to let them go. And that's not typically how we want to run our businesses, right? So, so the idea is like, you got to trust that inner knowing. And that's what I help a lot of entrepreneurs do is they actually unlock the ability to grow inside of their business by listening to themselves. And what I'm really good at doing is being a mirror and testing their belief and testing their theory and testing really what it is that they want to do inside their business and mirroring it back to them. And then they all of a sudden have this big shift of belief. So I think all the answers are in you. That's the acres of diamonds meeting you. I mean, you live what, 20 houses down from me at the most on basically the same road. Uh, it's just when you look at the big idea around that, you just have to have a belief that says everything that I need, I already have. And uh, that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned. No, I love that. And I, and I, you know, want somebody, you know, to get this today, right? This message is for you, right? This message is for that one person wondering, you know, should they go for it? Right. I can't tell you what to do. I can just inspire you to like look in because mm -hmm. within all of us, I don't think there's any bad person in this world. I just think there are people who get corrupted. I think we're all born with goodness in us. And I think it's the overwhelming goodness is if you ever, have you ever seen this illustration? I tell people all the time, it's like one of the greatest, how much you're loved is when you're born, you're like a pure glass of water. You can see completely through it. And little by little, the people we surround us with, you know, slowly like take a can of Coca-Cola or coffee, pour a little bit of that into us. And we're no longer the, the good person anymore. We're, where everybody else's beliefs and thoughts are contaminating ours and the goodness that we had in us is like long gone. But what I'm, I'm clear of is if we've put a filter next to the container, we can get rid of the negatives. Cause that's all I did in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of contamination. I did a lot of personal like sabotage. And then one day I woke up and realized, well, if I did that, I can undo it because I can actually get open and honest and raw with me. And you said it, and just a second ago, it says, you know, my job is just to be a mirror. So let's talk about the mirror from 2020 in Nick's life that an agency, you said it, going great. Then an agency kind of just like explodes. With, it's amazing. And then, you know, we'll call it the pandemic happened. And then mm -hmm. the agency collapsed. Yeah. Talk to me how you have helped yourself because you have to become, you have to put yourself on the, the box of Wheaties. You have to become the greatest champion for yourself in your life. And if you're not right now and you're listening, remember this. You have the ability to become the greatest champion in the world. You just have to believe that you were created for more than you're currently doing and that you have the ability when you wake up in the morning to not hit snooze, but to get up and just go for it. Because guess what? You can stay comfortable. That's awesome. But eventually those comfortable jeans are going to rip and then you're going to be butt-ass naked and you're going to be like, what the fuck just happened? That is what I know to be true. So I want to get uncomfortable with you because I know you like to play that way. Yeah, dude. Me about your agency going well, pandemic happens, collapse. 
Yeah. So um, what I decided to do uh, was in 2019, um, halfway through the year, I made a decision that I was going to shift out of my agency work. Uh, I just, I knew that it was time. I knew deep down in my intuition, I knew it was time to do something different. So I made the decision to do something quite different and move into coaching. And so the first time that I launched a coaching program, I had never coached before. Uh, sure, I was in spiritual leadership, but it's a totally different situation than business. But I had the uh, spiritual arm and the business arm. And so I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, produce content, be very attractional in my content and bring people in. So brought people in 35 clients in 35 days in my coaching business. That was up ripping and roaring. We had only my ideal clients, people I'd worked with for over two years in the agency. And then uh, two days after COVID was announced, I lost over $500,000 in revenue in, in that 48 hour period. People froze. They weren't sure what was going to happen. You know, they lost access to their clients and to their patients, et cetera. And uh, I was left in a really hard spot of where I was like, I trusted myself and now look where it's gotten me. I did have that one single moment of maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. And um, yeah, so just kind of being real and raw, man, the mirror was, you know, to be in alignment with yourself and what you, what you want to do, because the story didn't end there. It was just a chapter. So, you know, things moved on. I felt really supported by people. I was just meeting like yourself and some other folks uh, where I was propped up through COVID, made it through just fine. And um, yeah, then you really stepped in. You helped uh, so much around the business dynamics of restructuring and what I needed to do. And, you know, I was, I was running from phone calls that I needed to answer. And, you know, the business got really out of control. Um, we got really behind in that season. Uh, you know, when you go from having a multi-six and seven-figure business, and then you go to like nothing, you know, lifestyle plus team and all these different things. I mean, it's, it's really complicated. <laughs> so, so yeah, we just kind of worked our way through that season, man. But I think in, in retrospect and looking back now, I'm looking at it going like, uh, I'm just so grateful that I stood up and I actually asked for help. So many people do not ask for help and they just kind of put their head in the sand and just cross their fingers and hold their breath. And um, that will catch up to you. It's like the, the longer that we delay facing the problems that we're afraid of, the bigger the problems, uh, the, the bigger they actually get and the more complicated they are to resolve. So, you know, deal with your problems swiftly, quickly, relationally, financially, no matter what it is in your business, hire slow, fire fast, you know, but yeah. And, and looking in the rear view mirror, um, I'm grateful that I was supported through that season. And at the same time, I'm grateful that I trusted the process. I mean, we had a six figure launch in five days back in July when you really helped me and really helped me dial in some things around my coaching business and helped transfer the belief. You know, that's, that's one thing. A lot of entrepreneurs assume that there's a skill gap between where they are and where they want to be. And I'm definitely here to say that it's a belief gap. There may be some skills and that, that may be why you hire a coach or a consultant for somebody to come into your business and help you. But the thing that I realized that I was missing was belief. I, I lost hope that it was possible to really turn this thing around and it took someone like you to step into my world and say, no, it is possible. And I've been there. It's actually been a lot worse for me in the past. And I got you. Like, we're going to figure this out and I'm going to stand with you and we're going to solve it. And sure enough, like that's been the story of the second half of 2020 is like, you know, just going through it. So that's the big idea, man. Um, there's one I more little it. story in there, but. Well, we're going <laughs> to take a quick break. We're talking to Nick Cavuto uh, today. One of the things that you need to know, if you're stuck, you feel unheard you feel like everything that you're doing is is just nobody's paying attention it's time to wake up and get your own attention 
one of the things that I love about Nick and, and uh, one thing that, you know, he, he, he said, like, we didn't know anybody. Like, we didn't know each other. And, and Nick actually moved first. He made the first move. He said, okay, in difficulty, what do I know how to do? I know how to serve. I know how to help people. So he, he got into service. That's part of the story you didn't hear. He got into service. And so all of a sudden, he goes, I'm just going to launch a, a, like a Facebook group. I want to serve and help entrepreneurs in, in my neighborhood. And so he acted first. He went first. He, he put a group together in the last, like the first couple of weeks. I, I was just so busy. That's, that's really easy for an entrepreneur too, is to get real busy. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so I like finally showed up and then I just was able to like listen and love and, and some of my neighbors and people I knew kind of pretty good. And then I got to know really, really well throughout this process. And one of the things that Nick did was like, he got open, right? So you're not weak for asking for help, right? Mm-hmm. Asking for help is a sign of your greatness, not a sign of your weakness. So he just asked. And when once he did that, I think everything shifted. And that's the season uh, that he's in right now. He's like, he just asked. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk about steps on how to help people brand mm-hmm. personal content. Because I think one thing through this I'm learning, I'm like, okay, I, I, I know a little bit about this, but I'm learning more every day that I walk and talk with Nick and then get to see him. And now I'm connecting him with my new world. So imagine somebody in your life right now that you don't know what they do, but you're curious to maybe ask. I'm going to invite you during this break to take out a piece of paper and write down some people's names in your life that you're curious to what they do. But now I'm going to invite you to ask them. And maybe just maybe that six degrees of separation, that opportunity that you've been waiting for could happen over a Zoom call because that's what happened for Nick and I. We had a private Zoom call. He just asked me some questions and I said, hey, man, I'll be transparent. Here's what happened. Next thing you know, we're looking under the hood and and I'm not a mechanic. I'm just somebody who's gone through it. So after (laughs) I've gone through it once, I can help somebody. And Nick just came and showed up ready to learn. So when we come back from the break, I hope you are ready to learn that something Nick's going to teach today is going to help you to implement in your business and help you to break through and make the rest of the year and into next year the absolute best in your life. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Special guest today, Nick Cavuto, on our way down Success Mountain. Because you know what? I've not met somebody who can stay at the top for too long because the wind is blowing and someone else will conquer it. But we can do our best, our reps in between, to really stay consistent in our message. And we're talking to today uh, just somebody who's going to help you with your message and brand. Uh, So, Nick, as we come back, what's the best way to improve, you know, visibility as a personal brand? And do you have any like tips, maybe, you know, on ways people can create higher engagement? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is the premise I love to work off of. And uh, it's it's what I call my intuitive personal brand framework. And again, you're going to hear that word thrown around a lot. It's just because I believe that if people can kind of dig deeper into their deeper why and the meaning around what they do and just trust themselves and go produce in that way, it's just incredibly powerful. So let me give you a quick 
you know, key to clarity on this. People are not buying products and services. Okay. People are buying you, which has to do with your story, your energy, and your magic. So if you really think about that as the, as the thesis around your content creation, it's going to massively shift you out of, you know, imposter syndrome and what does my audience want to hear? And it just will give you the ability to very authentically show up. So I want to just kind of open this up with a question and you're going to feel the tension from this question. Okay. And this is around story, which is the first step in the seven steps to building a seven figure personal brand. So I'm going to ask you this question and I want you to really think about it. Okay. Cause the way that we connect with our audience, the best, and it's the first principle that I teach on personal story is by telling a vulnerable story and vulnerable stories are extremely unique. And here's why it's the quickest way to create authentic influence with your audience because they're gonna have the ability to understand who you are and what matters to you, what you've been through. And it creates a high level of empathy and also compassionate curiosity from the audience. So I'm gonna give you a question that I want you to think about how you'd answer. What have you been through that you don't want anyone else to ever experience? What have you been through that you don't want anyone else to ever experience? There's a unique ability to communicate a story because I know there's something that comes to mind for you right now. And for some of you, it's a traumatic event. It's a difficult event. It's, it's a, maybe you experienced abuse in your life, or maybe you lost a, the person you love the most in this world. Or, you know, I know for my brother, he lost his best friend and he was 12 years old to leukemia. You know, I, I know that there's another person in my life and in my family who, um, who was abused as, as a child, five years old. I know it's going to bring up things that you're like, whoa, we just went there. That's really intense. Yep. And when we build personal brands, just how we build relationships, there's a moment in time of where there is that gut sink feeling. And so here's what I want you to think about with that story. You know, something I've been through that I don't want anyone else to experience is that um, I was nearly drowning in a pool at five years old. You know, we were family vacation and this girl jumped on my back and, and she had special needs and didn't really understand situationally what was happening. And my parents were off chatting with their friends, which is totally fine. I'm a dad of three kids. Now I get how easy and how quick those things can happen. But having that experience, I was petrified of water until I was 12 and my grandmother taught me how to swim again. And so for seven years, I lived in intense fear. Yet at the same time, when I was 12, I overcame my greatest fear, which is my superpower as an entrepreneur of having the ability to persevere through any situation. And um, that's something where you can share a story around something that you've been through. You don't want anyone else to ex ever experience it. At the same time, it has a solution on the back end. So I want you to think about this in the formulaic process of the big idea, the story, and the solution. And you can see how I just framed that even as I was speaking through that story, the big idea, the story, the solution. So that's the thing, like if you really wanna start getting higher engagement, higher connection, if you wanna develop deeper relationships with the people who are your prospects and who you wanna connect with and work with one day, you know, scars are cool, but gushing wounds are disgusting, okay? So don't air out your laundry to everybody, but if you tell a story that really compels someone on an emotive level that they can relate to, that they can actually feel, it will absolutely change the game for you. And that's the first step. I love that. And I love that you just gave a perfect example, right? And then you went to like one of your own, right? Five years old, almost drowned. And for seven years, you said, you know, basically you're petrified. You're terrified of going, you know, in the water. 
what happened at 12 that changed for you? So my grandmother's a war bride. She was a war bride from World War II from England. So her and my grandfather met uh, while he was in the military and they got married in England and came back here to the U.S. There were bombs going off while she's carrying her invalid grandmother who was in her 80s at that time from building to building. She had a very low tolerance for any BS, <laughs> as you can imagine. And she called me to a higher level. You know, I remember, I can vividly remember the pool. I can remember what chair she was sitting in. She would sit there and knit and she would knit these hats all summer long for kids who were disadvantaged in our community. And she would, she would donate them for kids for snow hats and gloves and things like that. Uh, just a saint of a woman. And um, she basically said like, uh, I'm like, grandma, you know the story. Like, I'm not going to, and she's like, you're going to get in that pool and you're going to swim. And she just sat there and was just knitting. She's like, I'm not going anywhere until you get in and you do this. And of course, within like a half an hour, I'm having fun and, and I've overcome the greatest fear. So the shift that happened was that someone believed in me and someone was able to call greatness out of me. And they were also willing to put themselves in a tough situation, even momentarily, knowing that she saw something in me where she knew I would get it. And she just had the patience to say like, okay, I'm just going to be right here. And so you're going to make me sit here all day or are you going to go ahead and face your fear? And, um, and I just jumped in the pool and started swimming. I got one more question and then I'm going to throw you into the fulfillment round. Yeah. It's been an interesting year. And, you know, I don't know if anybody really could have predicted. My buddy Vernon Foster, a good friend of mine, uh, posted this question. He said, knowing what you know now in January, what would you have done differently? Like knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently January 2020? So I'm going to ask you this question. You have any predictions for how the marketing space is going to play out today and beyond? The suits have been erased. The corporate environment has really had a massive transition. The real and raw, authentic is 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 okay, but real and raw is is actually where the heartbeat is at because you're now talking to executives while their kids are in the background and their dogs are barking and they're in their yoga pants, you know, like it's just a totally different environment. Um, so connection is going to be huge. Intimacy, connection, uh, real relationships, um, like real relationships, like that's that's going to be the deal moving forward. So you've said it, you know, this year, Tony, but I, I believe it's 100% true that, you know, um, what COVID did uh, in a lot of ways was gave people I think the opportunity to really inspect their lives when it came to the people that they were around and looking for trusted, high level, really engaging relationships was certainly the most important thing that came out of this. So, I, you know, I would say relationships are rocket ships. I think the people that you're around will help you get to, you know, astronomical levels of what's possible for you. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be politics never used to be in the workplace. But it's going to be now. I mean, if it already is, right? We know this. It's just, just, it's so disruptive. Religion was not in the workplace. Well, it is now because you know th there's this barrier that is starting to unfold, and so I think over time it disintegrates more and more. But certainly, you know, text conversation versus email conversation, Zoom conversation with video on with your kids in the background versus you know uh, meeting in formal environments inside of uh, you know maybe a corporate office. I think those things are become more normal and the benefit is we become more human. So, and we just really allow the walls to slowly uh, lower themselves down for more openness connection and really transfer of really beautiful energy. So that's a big idea. That's why I think it's going to happen. We had um, a 
a lot of conversations in the last couple of years. If you go out to dinner, you'd go, oh, do you see the table? They're all on their phones. They're not really having conversations, right? We'll go to a restaurant now and everybody has to scan, pull out their phone to scan the menu. And then everybody's back into like on their phone again. And it wasn't until I realized that I have to disconnect to get connected, right? Mm-hmm. And at the core of who you are, Nick, when you think about your life today, last question, then we'll jump into the fulfillment round. When you think of your life today, the day that we are recording this episode, is your life better or worse since the pandemic? Better. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest today, Nick Cavuto, and we are going to jump into the fulfillment round. Nick, here's the deal. There's no fabulous prize. There's no extra Tesla for you to drive. There's no rights. There's no wrongs. There's no lies. You can just Make it up, and no one's going to know the difference. But I do ask that you don't pass. If the questions hit you emotionally and touch you in such a way, just answer authentically, okay? Deal. Or raw and real, however you'd like to call it. Raw and real. All I need from you is I am ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicas. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Your kryptonite. Hmm, rejection. What happens when uh, you face rejection? What do you normally go to? What depth in your mind do you instantly pull up as like the thing you recall when you face rejection? I am not enough. Um, you and your wife are out and about. No kids. The three kids are at home. They've got a babysitter. Uncle Tony's watching them. <laughs> Where would you guys go to dinner? Sierra. It's one of our favorite spots. Say what? Yeah. That's like Amber and I go there all the time. I love yeah, that dude. place. <laughs> um, what was the toughest thing besides, you know, almost drowning at five that you have used as your compelling story to really help shape who you are as a human being today. What's a story you can go to? I have mine, right? That instantly basically get me to puff out my chest and go, I got this. I can do this. Hmm. Um, I think that I've done it before so many times. I've been able to overcome adversity so much. The, The one thing I think about though is, you know, having a I never have had anxiety in my life or anything, but there was one moment where I did. And um, it was when I had a panic attack under my desk at, uh, uh, at the nonprofit I worked for because people I felt like became the commodity of the organization. So for me, the injustice of elitism and abuse of power uh, was really intense. So like, that's my, you know, Nick, Nicholas means victory of the people and St. Nicholas rescued prostitutes. He, he didn't deliver Christmas presents. So that's where I come alive and going like, ah, oh, that's my identity is to, you know, change the narrative there. So, yeah. I love that. Um, something about your wife you admire. She's the most loyal person I've ever met in my life. Well, you get a perfect opportunity now to share as you look into the camera for the folks (laughs) listening on the replay. This is one of the most difficult questions you get asked if you're a guest on the show is now you get to answer like it's you and your wife and I and the person listening is not here. So you get to tell your wife, thank you for being that person in your life. Mm, Ash, I appreciate you. Thank you so much uh, for your belief, for your loyalty. Uh, for seeing me for who I am. Uh, I appreciate 
every single second from the moment that you wake up till you go to bed. And there's times where we don't always, you know, see eye to eye on things. But, you know, the one thing that we always know is that we have each other's back and also we have each other's future. So uh, living life with you is the best. So grateful for you and the future we're going to create together every single day. I like that. My, um, my wife and I were talking the other day after something happened in some interchange exchange and you said something to her and we get off the phone. She's like, I just like that guy. He just listens so well and he speaks just perfect. And I said, <laughs> yeah, that's Nick. I get 45 minutes of it every single morning. Um, when your alarm goes off in the morning, what's the first thing you think of? Be honest, be real and don't lie. I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm getting ready to go for a walk. I'm dead serious. I'm like, oh man, all right, time to go. Tony's going to be here in 15 minutes. That's what I always think of. Is it difficult for you to get out of bed when it's, you know, dawn's crack, when it's like definitely cold? Zero percent, man. I feel on mission when I know that like, when I have accountability in my life, um, I perform at a ridiculous level. We were talking about that this morning, right? Yeah. You, You need that. Why do you think you need that extra push? Um, I think that's why I believe in coaching so much and why I do it is because I, I need it so bad. Um, and I, when I see the level of people who invest into me, I'm like, man, well, I got to invest that into somebody else. Like I like to be a conduit uh, between people, a connection between people. And that happens also in a vertical aspect of, you know, really my my basis around, you know, the divine and higher calling and all of those things. So it's like, it's kind of the way it works for me. And um, so, yeah, I think I need it because, I think that I, uh, I believe that humans always rise to the level that they're called to, that we're always willing to do more for other people than we are for ourselves. That is a condition of human behavior, uh, like scientifically. So it's finding who you're going to do it for and then executing. And so sometimes there's this aspect of like, I'm going to do it because that person believes in me and that gives me permission to believe in myself. Everything comes down to permission, 100, 100%. So in coaching, I write permission slips as many times a day as possible for, for the who do you relate more to tom brady the champion multiple multiple victories right some call him the greatest of all time as a quarterback or michael jordan some people say he's the greatest of all time multiple multiple championships uh michael jordan the the last dance you got a chance to watch that series yeah it was amazing what was something that stood out that reminds you of you while watching it Never put a never put a saddle on a Mustang. Ladies and gentlemen, special guest made it through up and down Success Mountain to talk about it and to walk another time in the morning with me, hopefully. Uh, that is Nick. Uh, Nick, how do people in the world find you? And uh, what's the best form of communication that you actually like responding to? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys can check out my website, nickcavuto.com. I shared with you guys today one of the 13 types of content that um, that entrepreneurs need to be creating on a daily basis. So you can check that out to my website, nickcavuto.com, uh, as well as uh, I'm on Facebook, Nick Cavuto, and uh, Instagram is the best way to reach out to me and also to connect with me. And it's at Nick Cavuto, C-A-V-U-O-T-O. Last question. Are you on TikTok? Uh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's been an honor to be here, to be your host, to be your Sherpa, to be your friend. That is Nick. I am Tony. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. 
Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.